Do you have questions about your health? Do you need to find out what's keeping you from feeling your absolute best? If so, your intuition has guided you to the right place. I am Dr. Charlize, and welcome to the Art of Healing podcast community. In this podcast, we explore all topics in health and wellness, from Reiki to functional medicine, energy medicine, chakras, and meditation. Join me every week for fresh new episodes that highlight healers, various healing modalities, and choose this as your opportunity to find what healing works best for you. If you want to learn more about me, simply Google at Dr. Charlize. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Art of Healing podcast. This is Charlize. In today's topic, I wanted to discuss how Reiki can be a lifestyle, um, or maybe rather how it impacts your lifestyle. Um, The practice of Reiki uh, was originally designed to be um, delivered to the self, self-healing, to be delivered from a trained practitioner to a client or recipient, um, and to be delivered in other ways by distance and, and um, to groups and to, to objects, situations, communities. Um, but there's a, a, another side to Reiki that I find to be a lot of fun, and it's the fact that once you, you learn Reiki, it tends to change how you live, and in a very positive way. Now, keep in mind, um, learning a healing modality like Reiki that's holistic, there's no dogmatic demands or things you must do, you must give up. Um, There are some suggestions of things that might help as you're going into the training after you've learned, done your training, but there by no means is any part of it that's completely restrictive. But once you initiate the training, the part I find so fascinating, or for me, um, was that um, many life changes that I wanted to make, they were a lot easier to make. I had a lot less resistance. I had much more self-awareness. Naturally, my stress levels were so much lower. Um, and at the time, when I first learned Reiki, particularly my biggest source of stress was work. It really helped me cope with uh, stress at work. Um, and then just even little things like how you eat and how you sleep. So Reiki as a lifestyle. Um, I would say one of the, the changes I notice, and I'm aware of in other Reiki practitioners, is that um, the way you approach your mornings tends to change once you've been attuned to Reiki. And what that is, is because you have that attunement and you've got that training and awareness, um, you tend to take your mornings 
I don't want to say more seriously, but um, I know for myself, once I became attuned to Reiki, that um, I could no longer just sort of get out of bed, get my cup of coffee, and rush to work, and rush, and rush, 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 um, that I could feel that kind of starting my day and that kind of rush nature impacted my energy, made it harder to think. Definitely, I didn't deliver the same quality of care as I would once I understood that, at least for me, those mornings needed to be slower, quieter, rather than get out of bed and run to something, I need to get out of bed and get in at least five minutes of some deep breathing, even better if I could get in some time to do some yoga. Um, and um, what it, I just realized probably just even a few weeks ago, this change, major change in my lifestyle that I lost the ability to just get out of bed and just rush, rush. If I'm running late, if there's an emergency, I can. But for the most part, even when my day start really early, that I somehow wedge in a little time just to have a few deep breaths, clear my head, and then start the day. And as far as I know, I think most folks that um, practice Reiki in their life have some similar approach to starting their day. Um, next is throughout the day. And I, I know for me, this gets fun because I have um, many patients that are aware that I'm encouraged and I'm open to holistic modalities. So for me, as a practicing physician, I have lots of patients that carry crystals and uh, have a, uh, you know, they see a psychic and um, they're into other healing modalities. And I love it. I just find that part so much fun that um, because I've, you know, changed my energy and tuned a little bit that I attract individuals that are open to other things. And it it brings a really interesting dynamic. and it's often, well, I think for every practicing physician, I learned from my patients. I'm always learning from my patients. They teach me. So I get to learn a lot of really interesting things from my patients that understand that I'm their traditional doctor and will take care of their, their screening and their cancer prevention, those kind of things. But they can also tell me that what happened with their Ayurvedic healer and what recommendation were given. And so, and and I learned, but in addition to that, it's just, it's so much fun. When I first learned Reiki, I thought I would actually become vegetarian. And I've had just like a funny assumption that like, after you learn this healing modality, you would be so zinned out that you would only eat the purest foods and you would only eat like in sacred settings with candles lit in really quiet, um, now, that was my own little weird fantasy. Um, so I will say that, no, I didn't become vegetarian. However, um, because of the um, calmness, because of the daily practice that became automatic um, after that first 21 days after the attunement, and then from there, it just felt pretty automatic to do some kind of Reiki every day. Um it became much easier for me to make healthier dietary choices. And that part, um, and it's funny because even though I've practiced Reiki for a few years, I just now realized the gradual changes I'd made over the years and with very little resistance um, was able to lose some unwanted pounds and still losing. And I'm, that's so nice because it never felt very difficult and I think in part is because 
of calming my nervous system, having this kind of practice that um, as I'm selecting my groceries or thinking about what I'm going to eat, and I understand that my system, my mind, my body is just going to run slower than the rest of the world. So I need to plan ahead. And I don't like a lunch, a rushed lunch. And I don't feel good if I eat a big old ball of carbs at lunch. And I prefer a light dinner and even a light breakfast. Um, when I figured those things out by just simply slowing down my mind, by having my mindfulness practice every day, um, I was able to make some shifts that were um, fairly painless. And I know from others that practice Reiki, they've noticed similar findings. Um, and I know some individuals it's gone even further where um, because they have this mindfulness practice, they push like athletically, they could, you know, train for marathons and, and like really accomplish like really big things. So you don't think about it because, you know, Reiki is kind of a practice where you're going to typically be still. But if you have like, you know, a, a, a goal, like maybe you want to train for a marathon, having a practice like Reiki can really, really help. You'd be surprised. The next place um, for me that practicing Reiki has definitely helped has been um, with uh, dealing with workplace stress and preventing burnout. Um, and this topic for me, having experienced burnout, is one of the most important. Um, and if uh, and if you follow my site or you know follow some of my um, my writing on my blog. Um, I am working on um, projects to help individuals deal with burnout. So I don't know much about other industries, but I know in healthcare, even before the pandemic of 2020, there was a widespread sense and crisis of individuals working at every level, feeling overwhelmed by the volume of work, um, feeling that they weren't getting much return as far as um, uh, feeling that their work was showing improvement. Um, they could feel they were saving human lives, but then there's other things with it and the, the way healthcare has changed so rapidly in the last few years, and then even more so in the year 2020. But um, having a mindfulness practice, a meditation practice, some kind of self-healing practice like Reiki is going to be one of the strongest ways that I think individuals who work in very stressful environments can protect their energy and protect their own health. And I think the biggest thing is to have that that warning system to let them know when maybe they've absorbed too much energy or haven't blocked enough. And for me personally, um, after having gone through burnout and then having my own period of time to heal myself, now I actively uh, use Reiki just for that means. And by all means, I'm not at all um, immune to it. I actually feel, I think, much of what other doctors feel as far as um, stress, worry for the population, um, worry for my own health, worry about bringing home a transmissible disease to my mother that lives with me. Um, however, because I have understood my energy body, understood where I carry energy and how I move through the world, um, I am able to plan and understand that, you know, some of my strengths will be planning, where my weaknesses are reacting quickly, 
and knowing how to navigate my work around that. And I think for individuals who may be afraid they're going to have burnout or have gone through burnout or burnout has already happened to them and has maybe done its damage, um, I think there's a real place for having um, a practice like Reiki that you can learn on your own, practice on your own, um, start to let it blend in other parts of your life in healing and maybe even with return back to that uh, vocation. Finally, um, the lifestyle that uh, aspect I think benefits greatly from being a Reiki practitioner is is sleep, is sleep. Um, insomnia, which um, yeah, I have aside, I think we've covered like chakras and insomnias, and there should be some blog posts on that. Um, as well, and I'll try to find those, put them in the link, but insomnia is one topic I'll often go back to that it's, uh, in Western medicine, we make it a diagnosis when it really is a symptom. Rarely can someone just simply not sleep. There's usually something at the root of why you can't sleep. And although um, things like if you are having um issues that you need to work with a behavioral uh, behavioral health with a counselor or a therapist um, or if you're having um, clinical psychiatric issues like depression um, your insomnia will probably be part of it and it should be an actively uh, discussed part of your care plan um, but for everyone else who maybe has an occasional insomnia or maybe you really don't have any other issues that you're aware of, such as generalized anxiety or depression, and you're having sleep trouble. Um, it's one of the topics that, although you can discuss it with someone, um, and I've been doing this for years, you can discuss it and aspects of it, what wakes you up, why you can't go back to sleep. Um, you can discuss it hours and hours, but um, rarely can another person truly help you figure out what is keeping you awake. Because it is your own experience. It's your own experience. They're not there with you. There's so many aspects to it. There's so many habits learned that you sort of train yourself to sleep poorly. Um, and this is where I think having a, a practice like Reiki that you practice on your own. And not just once. You really would need to give it a chance by working on yourself daily. Daily for at least three weeks. Maybe even longer. To get your own insight into what's going on in your mind, in your body, that's disrupting your sleep. Um, and of course, I uh, when I work with my patients, I actually enjoy discussing this topic with them. But I also know that when the person brings it to me because we don't have the awareness and we don't have the insight, I can probably only take them so far because um, I'm just not there with them. And until they get that deeper insight, we won't know why their sleep is disrupted. And finally, as a lifestyle, I think um, for me personally, uh, becoming a Reiki practitioner has really helped me with my interpersonal interactions um, in friendships, relationships, and at work. It's helped me to understand what is my reaction, what's really being reflected back to me. Um, and very important because I tend to be someone, although I'm doing a podcast, 
which is funny. It really goes against my, my nature. It actually really goes against my nature because I'm actually an introvert. So although I'm talking on this podcast in my day-to-day life, I'm a listener and I'm an introvert. And um, one of the places I tend to struggle is actually expressing myself when it's necessary. So having learned that awareness and having, you know, had something like Reiki to sit back on and realize that sometimes my lack of expression um, and how it shows up, why it might show up, has really helped me in situations where I maybe would have been nervous or stressed out in. So um, once again, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Um, as always, my website is available, which is uh, healingartshealthandwellness.com, which you can find in the show notes. Um, and I will be offering some online courses. I'm starting with Reiki, and then I will move on to some integrative medicine topics uh, later this year. Um, it has been wonderful spending time with you, and I thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining during this episode of the Art of Healing podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. Also, you can check your show notes to find out how to get a copy of this and future episodes emailed directly to your inbox, available to listen to anytime. Finally, if you have questions or wish to connect to me, check your show notes to find out how we can get connected and find out how I can be of service to you.